The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Today, an American Idol finalist on the Everyday Peace show with Dr. Drayvon James. Before I bring him on, I want to tell you this. Every Monday, we gather here for one purpose. Our purpose is singular. Our guests are many. But our purpose is singular. The purpose of this show is to teach, to show, to model how to use everything that shows up in your life, and I mean everything, the good, the bad, the in-between, everything that shows up in your life to create the life of your dreams. Key, key, key phrase there, life of your dreams. you got to have a dream. You've got to have something that you're working towards, right? We know this, right? But too often we get so wrapped up in living someone else's vision that we don't pay enough attention to our own life to create our own vision. That stops today. You are so important. Your journey is so important. There are no extra people on this planet. There are no extra journeys on this planet. Each and every one of us, when we live out our life's purpose, we serve the universe. You got to do that. And then here's another thing. So you got to have that. That's foundational. You got to have a dream. You got to have a purpose. You got to know what that is. If you don't know what that is, start exploring. Get to know you. Secondly, yes, this is life. It's dynamic. Stuff is happening all of the time. We can't even keep up with the number of changes that are happening. And yes, some of those changes don't feel too good. They are totally undesirable. I get it. You know, I always start off by talking to you about busy people, and busy people deserve peace, too, and that's so true. And I don't know any people who are not busy. I don't know any people who are not busy, so let me thank you at the start of the show but for adding us into your busy routine. But stuff happens in the lives of all of us. That is no excuse. We still are responsible to map out a course, to use everything that shows up in our life, the good, the bad, and the in-between, to build the life of our dreams. I wrote a little book about it. If you don't have that book yet, Freedom is Your Birthright, hop over right after this show, Amazon.com, and get that book. Today we have a guy with us, Ron Boltonguez. I hope I said that right because I've been practicing it. I have fallen in love with his music. I've fallen in love with him, just him as a person, as a human being, understanding his journey and feeling it in my soul, and I'm so passionate about each and every one of us, connecting to him on more than a musical level. The music is great. Who he is at his soul level is greater. It's greater. So I want to present to you all Mr. Ron Boltonguez, American Idol finalist, singer, songwriter. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James, sir. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate your kind words. It means a lot. Uh, It's more, you know, when I just just looking at your picture brings tears to my eyes. 
and I'll tell, I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> we got so much to talk about in this hour. I first want to just um, congratulate you for being a finalist on American Idol. Tell us about that. How far did you go on American Idol? Well, you know, I uh, I was on American Idol uh, last year. Um, I just the the whole thing just kind of developed unexpectedly. You know, I um, it started out for me and uh, in, in Dallas when um, and then I, you know, there's two hundred thousand people trying to do this whole thing, and so I didn't I didn't really expect. Not, not that I didn't, I, you know, it was more so I um, I didn't know what would happen, you know, because there's a lot of talented people out there. Um, you know, I got through, like, that initial part, and then next thing you know, I'm being, you know, I'm flying out to New York City at Madison Square Garden in front of Lana Ritchie and Katy Perry and Luke Bryan and just, you know, really surreal opportunity. And, again, didn't know what was going to happen up there, but I just went and Super, super nervous. I actually really, really dislike that audition, um, you know. Um, but I, I went up there and I and I did it, and it turned out okay. And you know, they actually a lot of folks think that uh, you know I got the I, I got a Noah first, and I, I got sent home on the show, and that was real life. That wasn't like some kind of you know scheduled thing, you know, that was real emotion and, and real frustration and, you know, real excitement, just an emotional roller coaster. And then I, um, you know, Lana Ritchie and Luke Bryan really, just really, mostly Lionel Ritchie, you know, he, he changing his mind about me and he felt like he might've made a mistake uh, with saying no. So he changed his mind and he gave me the golden ticket. And next thing I know now I'm flying out to Hollywood and it's just it, it was just a series of what is going on like this is I did not see any of this coming but I just so kinda... I want to stop you right there for really quickly so you got this no and I want to pick up yeah. you know from when you get when you get to Hollywood but you got this no you flew back to Texas I didn't fly back I was just really bummed in New York I was still in New York I was like well I'm still here um, I'm gonna at least try and enjoy the fact that I'm in New York, I'm trying to enjoy the city because New York was actually the first place that I, I ever came to America. It was the first place I landed when I came to America. So I was just trying to at least end on a positive note. So I was I, w- I never went back to Texas before I got my yes. And, I, and I'm putting this together for every listener who's listening today or who listens to some in the archives. You got you got all the way from Texas, you get this amazing opportunity, you're in front of these superstars in the industry, you get a no, and you, you decide to try to keep it positive. That's, a, that's, that's adulting 101, right? Try to keep it positive. And I can tell you there are people who, you know, we, we cycle. It's really hard sometimes to try to keep it positive, especially when, that, when you feel like you put your heart and soul, and I get it because I'm an artist, I'm in New York a lot auditioning, I'm an actress, and when you feel like I'm giving you my soul right now, not, you know, and doing somebody hands it back to you and says no, thank you, right? <laughs> and um, yeah. you know, you got all you got all that to contend with, and you get enough no's, and you, 
you get tougher skin, but it's still your soul. You know, artist gets up there and halfway performs, whether you're sick, whether your dog just died, whatever's going on, you get up there and you incorporate it into your art. And you say, this is it. This is what I have to give you. I just gave you my soul. And this, you know, for lots of times it's a no. I mean, we think about how, how many times we audition and we don't get something. But you made the decision that in the eye of this storm, in the eye of this rejection, I'm going to try to keep it as positive as possible. And you stay in New York, and, and, and we're going to get to your roots and everything. I, that, when I tell you that I fell in love with just your story and just everything about you, so I know a lot, and I ask a lot of questions for the for the readers, for the listeners, but you just are just a joy to, to have the opportunity to talk with. So um, so you get the call, Lionel Richie realizes, and it's no accident. I can tell you the universe shifts when you make decisions. So Lionel Richie says, I, I felt a shift in my soul. The universe has spoken to me on your behalf. Come back. And then what happens? So I, I go back into the judge room, and I'm super confused because I was just like, why am I here? I don't know what's happening. And this is not a thing that just doesn't happen on the show. You know, people get sent home, and they get sent home where they get the golden ticket. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about, like, production, the, the crew, because people are like, wait, why? Some people are like, why? Wait, what are you doing in here, Ron? Like, and you know, people are confused. They're like, wait, I thought you already got your, your, your verdict and everything. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. And, and then you know, Katy Perry was like, um, you know, I, I was unsure about you, but if you promise to bring, Ron, because you know, she felt like I didn't know myself as an artist yet. She felt like I was, you know, Lionel and, and Katy both. Uh, we're like, you know, we know you're talented, but we don't know if you know who you are yet as an artist. But if you promise to bring 100% Ron to Hollywood, we would like to extend you the ticket. And it was just really surreal because at that moment I'm like, oh my goodness. I just, you know, that cut is like from, you know, hundreds of thousands of people trying to get to Hollywood. Now we're looking at like 300. So I like to make that cut was just like insane. And so, right. next, you know, no, go ahead, go ahead. Actually, you know, I'm flying out to, uh, and I got my son there with me. So it was really awesome, uh, to get to experience that with him. And I can't wait for him to be able to understand that one day. <laughs> It'll be really cool to kind of explain. Um, and, and on, and in the midst of all that, it was just really cool for me because what I'm in New York city, uh, in front of the judges, or if if I was in Hollywood, or if I'm playing shows, you know, I was, or on stage in American Idol, you know, my son didn't care about any of that stuff. He was just, you know, his his job is just to be loved, and so it was a it was a good thing for me to have my son there because it kind of helped me stay in in, in a place of gratitude. Um, but that's that's kind of how I got to Hollywood, and that was my my idol story and beginning, how that all started for me. So what you don't know yet, and I'll tell you, as a mom of a 19-year-old and a 16-year-old, is how much that moment meant for your son. And as he goes through his life and his trials and tribulations and he gets to a point where the rubber meets the road, he'll be able to look back at what he experienced before he knew, before he had any conscious awareness of what he was experiencing with his dad. And he'll be able to draw on that strength to push and pull him to the next level. And I 
totally believe this, Ron. I totally believe this. Take this for everything that I have in my life, that when one person on the planet does what you did for yourself and for your son, it does something for all of us. It absolutely does. When we can look at adversity and say, you know, our disappointment and say, gosh, this feels terrible. I wouldn't wish this on anybody. I put it all on the line and then say, you know, I'm going to make the decision to keep it as positive as possible. And I don't think it's any accident that your son was there with you to, you know, in his own way, coach you through that moment. So so I want to go back to when Katy Perry says, if you promise to bring your authentic self, did you have any idea at that point? Two questions. One, that you weren't bringing your authentic self and what she really meant. Like what, what was she not seeing? Okay, yeah. So that's um my take on that was you know, I was I was I was I was frustrated, to be quite honest with you. To have another person who's never met you before tell you that I don't think you're being authentic. And I was just like in my head I was like, you know, this lady doesn't know who I am, but then I can't help but disregard the fact that she kinda knows what she's doing in this industry and so I I was able to um to to I was able to respect the fact that she is someone who's done enough to be able to to discern whether or not someone is you know got the full package right so I was able to to be like all right well she she is probably one of the people that can she she didn't become a judge on American Idol for no reason right but then the other side of me is like you know I have gone through so many things in my life from, you know, being overseas and being in America and everything that's happened in between that has kind of built this unique, I, it's like, it's, it's very difficult for me to be anything but me because my story is so unique and my voice is just different. Everything about me is just, you know, is just. So it was. I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say, but there was this part that I was like, I, I do. I don't think she knows that this is me, but, um, and but in the midst of that, I actually, after I was over my kind of frustration, I stopped and I thought to myself, you know what, like if there's anything that is true is that I was not a hundred percent confident and and a hundred, if you're not at a hundred percent confident, you're not a hundred percent what you could be. So that, I think that's, that's what I took out of that. Um, I right. wasn't the hundred percent version of me that I could have been. Right. And, and still, I will say as an artist, I know some, some auditions I show up to and I feel like I've just nailed this and I'm a hundred percent confident, but then, and then there's a lot of them that I just feel like I don't know. But what I try to bring, and, and, and you probably do this too as an artist, I try to, if I'm nervous, if I'm feeling low that day, I bring that to it because that's part of me. That's, this, is, this is me when I feel low. This is me when I feel unsure of me. This is me. This is me on my best day, and here's me on my worst day, and here's me, you know, when the car didn't start or, you know, when there's more money going out than there is coming in. This is me, and and I get how people can kind of feel like, okay, well, that's not you at your A game, but my game, the game changes all day long. <laughs> the game changes all day long, and so we have to flow with it. But I, I I respect both ends of that answer. It's like, you know, well, I can give you more when I feel sure of myself in this space, and then also you don't know that this is authentically me. So that 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 was wonderful, and I'm so. 
even, you know, to be an artist and be able to take that to, to take that and to do something with it, you know, to do something with it. So often I talk to people who audition people and they'll tell me that they ask an artist to do something a different way and dog on it if the artist doesn't say, yeah, I got it, and come back and do it the same way. <laughs> they just did it. It's like, no, right. you weren't listening. Mm-hmm. You, you, didn't, you didn't receive it because I'm, I'm only giving you direction because I care. I see something that I could work with. And, and you definitely, you took it and you, and you went to um, all the way, like, how far did you go? Um, like, I know. I got sent home right before we went to the top 14. So I was in between those. Yeah, so it was it was hard for me because, you know, it, it's one thing that, like, if it's like, oh, man, I, you know, I got sent home. But, you know, I did 10 rounds. I did 10 rounds. And when you start to get that close, you know, you can't help but start to think, wait a minute, like, I might have, like, a just a real shot at this, at this. You know, and and when you get that close, and you start to see the group dental down, dental down, dental down. I mean, it's it got small. It became a real small group. We all got to know each other, and so every every round, every time someone gets in home, it's just. And it was just. It was also difficult to watch our fellow contestants because once you get to know people and you get to know how big, how much this dream means to them, to, just to see people go home. Um, so at that point, it became extremely competitive but and, and emotional. But I'm I'm very grateful uh, for the whole thing, everything that went down the way that it did, and I've I was able to find my peace and accept that um, that was the length of the journey for me with them. You were able to find your peace and accept the process. I love it, Ron. I absolutely love it. So you move on from there, and your when did this start for you? The singing and the songwriting, like when did you develop? this love for that part of yourself? Well, I'm definitely not a natural. I'll tell you that. Like, I, it's not something that I always dreamed of or, you know, there's a lot of people. I was probably the only, I think I was the only contestant in that last group that, like, hadn't been doing it for since we were two or something, you know. You know, I, um, I fell in love with literature and poetry and the art of communicating when I was in middle school. And that kind of came from learning English in America and having just an amazing ESL teacher. It's, it's not your stereotypical artist, songwriter, music, dream story. It's just an appreciation for linguistics and the ability, the ability to communicate because I think that a lot of our problems in the world and a lot of our solutions, they come from great communication or lack of great communication. And I just, I just love the ability to communicate. Um, and so I started doing so through poetry and, and, and writing and stuff. And then inevitably my, my, you know, being Congolese, it's a very musical place. I always loved music, but not as just as a fan and as appreciate appreciator of the art. And I finally, like in um, 2010, I started kind of writing songs. Never to be a songwriter or to be have a career in music. It wasn't until like December 2015 that I was just like, that's when I decided to start pursuing, uh, start trying to sing and, and play and be an artist and everything. And, then, and it wasn't until uh, November 7th of 2016, I remember... 
I finally decided, I was like, you know what, from this day forward, like, I'm going to, I think I have, I've been called to do music and, and to try and instill hope and, and love into the world through my music. So that's, that's what I'm going to do. So this is all fairly new. I was like the least experienced um, of the group on American Idol in music. You know, this is all still fairly new for me. And, and um, I'm looking forward to hopefully having a, a long career in this. Yeah. I mean, from 2010 uh, to really discover that, hey, this is, I'm, I'm writing. In 2015, I guess you said you made the decision. Is it 2015? 2016. You made the decision that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try my hand at this. And since 2018, being on American Idol, and this is something that may have chosen you rather than you choosing it. And we're going to explore a lot of that when we talk about uh, your journey because you you talk about English as a second language. English English is your fourth language, if I'm correct, right? Uh, English is my second. But, but you speak three other languages? Uh, no, I – well, I could understand a little bit uh, um, of Lingala and Swahili just because of my mother. But, I mean okay. – it's so minimal it's not even worth considering like you know talking about (laughs) (laughs) i got you i got you so it's primarily french uh, French is my main thing okay all right and that is because you have an incredible story an incredible story about coming to this country and the difficulties that you experienced you know where you were when you got here you know the land of milk and honey so they say and then, um, but you had challenges here in what we call the land of milk and honey. It's what mommy's always called in the United States, the land of milk and honey. But um, so you had some challenges here. And it would have been easy enough for a person to say challenges across the water, challenges on this side of the water, the world's just bad. I got dealt a bad hand. This is just what it is. And I start. I said in the beginning of the show that our only purpose on this show, Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James, our only purpose is to show and highlight and provide real-life examples of how to and who's doing it, taking everything that shows up in their life and and really using it to build the life of their dreams, turning stumbling blocks into stepping stones. And you, Ron, are an example of that. You your life is just beginning, I know, but I know you may feel like you've lived a thousand years already. And I would love to talk as much as you feel comfortable about your journey here and what you experienced when you came here. Because I believe, I believe that that journey is what makes you the incredible songwriter that you are, the way you hear things, the way you see things, the way you write things, and the way you sing things. It comes across in your voice and it's like every part of you is performing and giving your soul. So, you know, if you could just tell us a little bit about, you know, your journey here to the States and what you experienced when you got here that kind of led to the man that you are today. Yeah, so um, I was born in the DRC in the Congo. Yesterday was actually Independence Day, so I was hanging on to the flag, and, and I had a performance last night, and I- <laughs> the flag with me um but i uh, i was born overseas um 
And, you know, as some folks know, there's been a lot of hostility and craziness in that country. Um, and my father uh, had to leave the country. Uh, he fled the country before my mother and my siblings did, uh, just because, you know, he ended up in a and just long story short, he ended up in a dangerous situation where he had to flee before us. And, and so he fled and left my mother with instructions. At the time, it was, um, whenever all that was going on, it was, um, I was, I was pretty young still. And, and, you know, what I, what I found interesting is that some of the things that, that happened. Um, oh, Ron, I'm going to stop you right there. I hear them playing that music, and I think this story is so important. I really want to get into it when we come back after the break. We are here with Everyday Peace, Dr. Drayvon James, our guest, Mr. Ron Boltonguez, and we are ta- he's an American Idol finalist. He's an amazing songwriter, but he's an incredible man. We'll be back after the break. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you enjoy our programming, we invite you to support it by visiting unityonlineradio.org and clicking on Donate Now. Help us continue to provide inspiring content to everyone. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Ogan Holder, taken from a talk at Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts. Vulnerability is very uncomfortable. But as we know from so many teachings by so many people and from our own experience, the only way we will ever experience true connection is to be vulnerable, to be open. And to say, and but, but we say to ourselves, but when we're vulnerable, we risk being hurt. Well, you only risk being hurt, again, if you don't get a full understanding of how love works. Nothing and no one can hurt you. Nothing and no one is against you. And everything that happens in your life, as I always say, And I will always say, so if I keep saying it and you keep hearing it and you get tired of me hearing it, I apologize, but everything happens in our life as an opportunity for us to show up as God. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Take Unity Magazine with you wherever you go with the new Unity Magazine Digital Edition, available now for Android, iOS, and Kindle. It has a gorgeous new look and functionality that makes it easy to share inspirational articles. Sign up for email notifications for the latest issues, articles by your favorite authors, and topics you care about. Unity Magazine's Digital Edition is free with your print subscription, so download the app today or go to unitymagazine.org slash subscribe to find out more. Ready to roll the dice? Check out the new intention dice from Unity. Five dice, different colors, each with words that can prompt you to set an intention for the day, create an affirmation, or journal your thoughts. Roll the green die for abundance and see what comes up. Enriched, worthy, generous. Blue for health. Energetic, whole, radiant. Five dice, limitless possibilities for your life. Find them at unity.org dice. 
Enroll in the Mystery School with Maggie Whitehouse every Monday at 2 p.m. Central. Based in the U.K., Maggie is a maverick priest, comedian, and writer that'll introduce you to all things mystical. Join in the conversation with some fascinating guests and explore topics like Kabbalah, the divine feminine, shamanism, and a lot more. Explore some new ideas and provocative topics, all delivered with a sense of humor. Check out our online schedule or get the podcast on demand here on unityonlineradio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James and the American Idol finalist, Ron Boltongas. I keep saying it differently every time I say it. It charged that to my head, not my heart, because I absolutely am in love with everything that he represents. He's a fantastic songwriter, singer, an incredible man with an incredible story. And we were just getting at the beginning of the story of his story, his his. Um, journey to the states and his his dad came first and then he, he and the, he and his mom and his family followed after there and uh, ron i'll let you uh, take it from there what was the um we were, we were, we were picking picking up on the sorry we were picking up on the story about your your journey into the country into the united states and your dad came over first and then you and the family followed and you guys were, I know from the beginning of the story, you told, you said you all actually came into New York, which is nostalgic because that's where your um, your success began with American Idol was back in New York. But you didn't stay in New York long, I guess. You moved from there and went on to Texas. Yes. Yeah. I. Um, so after New York, um came over to Texas and... Um, in Texas, I was, that's where I learned English and that's where I made, you know, my first friends and a lot of my earlier memories of just America altogether. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, I don't know how much or what part of that you want me to talk about, yeah. but yeah, yeah, a lot, just... a lot has happened. <laughs> A, a, a lot of a lot has happened, and I, I think that sums it up. A lot has happened. A lot of times we think when we see people like yourself, you're an American Idol. I mean, you have a fan base that's amazing. You have a talent that is amazing. There is a tendency for people who are living life on a smaller screen, maybe, you know, much, much smaller microcosm of that. And there's a tendency to believe that life is just happening for them that life doesn't happen in the in the lives of people like Ron but it does life happens to all of us and and for our listening audience you know I always say that every goal that we have in our life falls into what I call the big 3 health wealth and relationship health wealth and relationship and every challenge that we ever have is going to fall into one of those categories health wealth or relationship and sometimes it cries it can fall in multiple you can have a problem that's so big it hits all the categories but it's always health wealth and relationship and it's though and that's true for wherever you are whether you're 
on American Idol or whether you're working in a hospital caring for the sick, whatever, on any spectrum, we're, we're all humans and we're all dealing with something. And that unites us as a people. That unites us as a people. But what fascinates me about your story, Ron, is that life happened, but you happened right back. I know that you had a career, a thought a career, a football at one point in time. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I played football. I played quarterback, actually. Quarterback, all of us, all, all of us, great in my mind. I was not a student athlete. My son is a track star, but um, all of us um, honorable. But and you were really doing well as that. And can you talk about you know that was your first love? I think as far as a profession that really held promise for you. Yeah, that was like my. Um, that was that was my. My, my my big dream was to be able to because I was really inspired by two quarterbacks mostly um, um, Tom Brady was a big one just because he was an underdog you know growing up and he was always seen as like the unathletic tall lanky kid you know he's, he's not like a like a Cam Newton or someone who's physically built and looks like an athlete he's just a guy that worked really hard and was underestimated and rose to the top so i guess that that story about the underdog i love that and then uh, michael vick um you know and he's someone that has dealt with a lot of um just a lot of things outside outside of the game that he's had to battle against and and seeing how he's handled his mistakes because we all make them um seeing how he handled that and and kept trucking at his career and you know he was he was a he was a shorter black quarterback like I was, and I just that inspired me a lot. So that was definitely my thing. But I, I think that I was most definitely that had its time in my life, and I got to play um, a little college football. But I think that I was definitely uh, meant to be doing music and entertainment. Now that's so, it, it sounds so sage and so much wise wisdom. You said that had its time in my life. And it sounds as though you're able to fl- to flow. But I, I'm, I'm not saying that I know. I, let me just use myself. It is when the season of change comes upon your life and it's something that you are passionate about, there is a tendency to want to hang on, to hang on and, and, and what if it to death. You know, what if this and what if I had just done that or just moved this way and could I have prevented this and prevented that? Did you go through that season of transition or did you just realize, hey, it's what it is on to the next thing? Uh, It was. It was. um, I'm very grateful for my past. For me, it starts with that. Um, The way that I grew up and the things that I went through at a very young age taught me. Um. I think the, the the two two most important lessons I think in life, and that first lesson is um, life is unfair. That's, I think that is the most important thing that a child ought to learn. Um, and then I think the second most important thing is knowing that while life is unfair, you don't have to go through it alone. And um, so. So even though, you know, at first, at first glance, that sounds, I think, a little more so pessimistic, but I think it just like, you know, I, I look around and I see there's so many young folks who are, 
either self-entitled or, or, or living with this kind of victim mindset or um, just a lot of negativity. And I think a lot of that, you know, not all of it, but I'm sure a good portion of it comes from the preconceived, like the ideology that life ought to be fair, you know, and, and the sooner you can grasp, like, it's not going to be fair, but then you're like, oh, but it'll be okay, the better off you'll be. Um, and so I think for me, that has made it a lot easier for me to be able to be like, well, you know, this job didn't work out, but it's going to be okay. You know, football didn't work out, but it's going to be okay. Um, so it wasn't some, you know, movie-worthy, dramatic, depressing moment for me. It was just coming to, again, finding that peace and coming to terms with the fact that, like, you know, that played its role in my life and it's time to move forward. That's kind of how that turned out for me. You know what? I will submit to you that is that energy right there is it's no surprise that that's how it turned out for you, because in your journey, you've learned that very early on that life is not fair and it's okay. And if my kids were here right now, I have a 19 year old and a 16 year old, they would be smiling because when they would tell me when they were younger, Oh, mommy, this is so unfair. And I would tell them, if you ever find that guy named Fair, let him know that your mom is looking for him because he never shows up. Like It's just not, it's not going to be fair. So don't keep looking for fair. Don't keep looking for fair. Look for opportunity because when there's unfairness, when things don't go your way, believe me, opportunity is standing right beside it. You have a choice you're free to look at what's unfair or you're free to look and focus on the opportunity that's there. And sometimes the opportunity is just to stand still and say, I'm, it hurts. It hurts, but I'm open to the next thing. It hurts. And having that energy, that stance, it sounds so simplistic, like that could never be the answer, but it's always the answer. That energy moves higher energy towards you. And so, and your second point is that you don't have to go through it alone. You don't have to go through it alone. And maybe that's why life is unfair. Could you imagine, Ron, if everything we tried the first time, all of our dreams the first time worked out just fine, we'd have no need for relationships. Yeah. Right? We would never never know how important a guy like Ron is to somebody else's journey. Even if someone's just connecting to you via your music, which is so heartfelt. And we're going to hear that. And why don't we do that right now so we can talk a little bit. Jeff, we can cue up this song, the song we're going to hear. Uh, why don't you introduce it, Ron? Tell us about the song and, you know, what it meant to you. And then Jeff, if that's our engineer. He'll cue it up and for our listening audience. Yeah, so um, Learning to Love is a song that I wrote. Um, and I, uh, it's a song that basically, I, I, I was going to release a song called Something Soulful. And it was going to be a super fun, funky song and I was going to be my single but I was on, on a plane to Los Angeles um, from Texas to perform and I and it was one of those moments where only 30,000 feet up in the air and uh, you got no cell service and you just, you just have to think about a lot of things right and I'm just thinking about everything that happened to me from from birth overseas coming to America idol everything I was like wow I've gotten to meet people from all walks of life all faiths religions and you know political beliefs and races, everything from people who, you know, are struggling to get out and to people who have 
own major companies. I've gotten to meet so many people. And I think that what it's taught me is how to love um, better, how to love people better, because it's it's tougher for for people who've never traveled or never met different kind of people to, to love those people, right? And so I'm just like, I was just very grateful um, for everything that's happened in my life. And it's taught me how to love people better. Um, and, 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 and to truly love, I think, means to know that you're going to have to keep learning how to love that person, you know, because people change um, and you have to keep choosing, I'm, I'm going to love you today and then I'm going to choose to love you again tomorrow. Um, and so that's, wow. that's kind of where that song came from, from a place that's like, you know, I'm just learning to love. And that's why I called it that. Oh, I love it. I love it. Jeff, if we're ready, we can go ahead and play Learning to Love. Wow. I just close my eyes when I listen to your music and it just takes me to another place. Uh, your voice is unique. Your writing is, it just goes so deep, but yet so it has, it's deep, but yet it's enjoyable. It's, it's not depressing. It doesn't take me like, oh my gosh, it's just hopeful. It's hopeful. Everything about it is hopeful. It is very, very hopeful. And that learning to love really, really moves me because it really is. And I, and I love it when the artist describes what, what the song means to them because that's what it means to me, is that we all evolve. We all evolve. The person we were yesterday is not the person that we are today in totality. There are things about us that change. It has to. And when we're in love, it means to. It's like loving your child, you know, when you and you have a, a small child and I have 19 and 16 year olds. I can't have to keep saying it because I just can't believe it. But they evolve and they teach you so much about love because, you know, I look at my son who stands over six feet tall at 16 and think about when he was in the fourth grade. I'm like, gosh, he, you know, you were all about supersonic and all that kind of stuff. Now and you're in a whole nother page and I evolve with you as you evolve and that's the same with every kind of loving situation so thank you for your for your um your capturing that in music it makes a difference i want to talk about these fans of yours and uh, i was when i was doing my research and and becoming a fan um they have named themselves <laughs> yeah, now i've been right. <laughs> i've been listening to music for a long long time i don't ever remember and I've been really really uh, crazy about a lot of artists in my youth and I don't remember ever naming myself what have your fans named themselves and why yeah so um 
this is so that's so funny. I um so it kind of starts with like I don't know it the people who support me there's there is a common theme I would say between my fans and that is you know every genre kind of has like you know a, a common denominator between the fans right like every artist and for me it's just like a group of people who just they love music but they they love like charitable causes or they love you know the things that I'm about they love like they just love goodness you know they love to love you know it's just like this positive group of people who come together and just love on each other and that's you know and there was a time where like you know the uh there was this thing going on American Idol where they were like um all the different all the different uh fans for each contestant was were naming themselves and it was just like this really fun thing um with within you know like the the viewers and the and, and the contestants and everyone just kind of going to different things and we came down to two different two different last uh uh names right the first one was the lightning bolts like because my last name is Bolt Tongue, so it have been spelled B-U-L-T-Z. And then the other one was Ronnie Axe, basically. <laughs> uh, and and I was like, all right, we'll put up a poll. And I put up a poll on, like, you know, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Like, you know, what would you guys like the community of people to be called? And then they're like, Ronnie Axe. And so since, since then, you know, the people who come to the show, I've got, you know, this girl named Liberty Toland. I mean, this girl and her family will travel anywhere, and she's got this merch shirt of mine with my name and with my, you know, one of my pictures on there. And she gets it signed every time she comes to a show. And so I just every time I just <laughs> give her another signature. And so it's just like a fun thing because ultimately, what I'm trying to to build is a community of people who uh, can look past all of the things that defer us and all the things that could instigate fights and disagreements and just, just comes together and can enjoy something together um, and just support one another and love on one another. And so, and then that's, that's basically the Roniac family. <laughs> yeah. So I have to say I am officially a Roniac uh, <laughs> part of that family because <laughs> I, I love what you represent and, and what you said about coming together, finding the similarities in us. It takes no talent at all for us to look for the differences in us. I mean, they're so obvious and they're so glaring sometimes, but the true talent is finding the similarity within us, which is another way of saying finding the love in each and every one of us. And truly the best of us have something to love and the worst of us have something to love inside of us. So finding that space where we can love and appreciate each other and we can see ourselves in each other, quite honestly. And that leads me to this relationship that you have with Plano, Texas. It's one thing you you hear artists say, you know, where they're from and how they love their hometown. But with you in Plano, Texas, I get the feeling that it's this is genuine. You love them and they absolutely love you back. They're on Team Ron for sure. How did that relationship come together? Um, How did. Sorry. Um, that relationship with you in Plano, Texas. I mean, because yeah. I see you know, there, 
they are like your number one, like the, the, the town of Plano, Texas seems to me to be like your number one fan base, not just because you're from there, but just be, I don't know. It's like they drank the Kool-Aid. I don't know. They are just a hundred percent for you. Is it yeah, that is that the base of what your charitable causes are, or how how that relationship becomes so secure with Plano supporting you as much as you love Plano? It seems very reciprocal. Right. So it, it kind of um, it starts with you know obviously that's kind of where my my roots were, um, and through 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 the seasons where I had tougher times, I had different people in the city of Plano kind of come together and uh, just be there for me, you know, Um, just good friends, good folks. Um, It's, I think the, the support of the the different people was, was something that I always had when I first started. They were like, man, we're, we're behind this guy. We're with you all the way. And it wasn't until, I was trying to really make a living off of this because, you know, as artists, that's the ultimate goal is to make a living off of, off of doing what we love. And, and, um, I remember the, the Plano chamber of commerce or there was some big meeting that the city of Plano had, uh, super early, went earlier than I wanted to be there. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, the uh, uh, owner of an art gallery, because Plano is trying to really create their arts district. Um, was just like, hey, come to this meeting. It's no, it's just it was basically all the comp- all the local business owners and all the people who were involved with the arts district. Um, he was like, come to this meeting and bring your guitar. And there was going to be like, there's a couple of news stations there. There's all these people. It was like some big fancy meeting. And I show up, and you know everybody's meeting each other. You know all the good stuff. And um, the guy's name he owns an art gallery called 1020 Art Gallery, and his name is Ken Wesley. Just just a great man. He goes up there and he was like, you know, some of you have probably already heard of Rumble Tong. He plays all around Plano and everything. Um, and he just talked about me and my story a little bit. And he was like, you guys say you're part of the arts district. You guys say you support the arts. You guys say all these great things. And now it's time to put your money where your mouth is. I was like, oh, snap. And he was like, Ron's going to come up here and he's going to play a song for you guys. And I want all of you to start booking him. Um, and I was just like, wow, that was, uh, I was really, wow. that was a really bold move. He just told that whole room of people what they were going to do. I was like, oh, snap. And, uh, and I went up and I, and I played. And, and that's when I really started to gain uh, the relationships to start playing all throughout Plano. And, and from playing all throughout Plano, I started to meet all the people in Plano. And, and, then, and then I started getting involved with the school district. Uh, I started visiting schools and just hanging out with kids because I remember like, I was like, man, like middle school, high school, it was stressful times. So I just like basically I visited the schools. They would they would basically cancel class for a day, fill everybody up in the gym auditorium, and I would just go in there and give them a concert and then just talk to them. I'd do like speaking engagements slash concert kind of thing. And I was just going from school to school. And I started getting involved with the kids' shelter that I, I was in. Um, and then I started getting involved with, you know, this organization that would meet at the hospital, um, and just, you know, all these different causes from homelessness to battered women to, um, special needs. I just started, I started really pouring into, into the city and the the city poured right back into me. And and it's amazing. Um, it's amazing how much you, it's, it's ironic 
you know, how much you receive when you give, you know. Um, so I just started kind of loving on the city and it loved me right back. And, and, and that's why I named my first EP Thank You Plano, because it's like a thank you letter to the city for just really taking care of me. Wow, Ron, I got to say thank you, Ron, because what you just said is another universal principle. It's amazing how much you receive when you first seek to give. And that giving back, even when we don't think we have anything to give, even when we think, oh, my gosh, I've got nothing to give. You've got your smile. You've got your warm hug or embrace You've got your time, which is the ultimate giving to me. When you give someone your time, when you go into that school and you give those kids your time, that's more than any video game could ever do for them to say, I spent time with this person. It makes all of the difference in the world. And so we're coming up on just having three minutes left. And of course, the name of the show is Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. And peace, I define as not my definition, but I adopted it from somewhere many, many years ago and I keep it. Uh, It's that peace is wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. And so in place of all those words, we could say it's balance. Now, I got to imagine that your life has changed a lot because of everything that you've been willing to give and everything that um, that you're offering to the universe and all the responsibility that you have now, how do you maintain your peace on a daily basis? What is it that you do that keeps it all together for you, that keeps you grounded? Um, I think through, this is something that um, universally could be used for anybody. Um, finding something that brings you back in the middle. Um, and, and by that, I mean, um, whenever things go wrong, that's, that brings you, that brings you down. Right. And when things happen that go really right, that brings you up. I think it's very dangerous to operate from a, from a headspace, your mindset, you can't dwell on either ends for too long. Sure. Celebrate, um, you know, and sure mourn and, and grieve, but it's really important to live right in the middle. And, and so, um, you know, and, and, and that's for me, about all the time. That's about all the time that we have. And I think that's great words right there. Live in that space in the middle. That's where the peace yeah. is. Thank you, Ron. Yeah, this is Everyday back. Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Thank you for being here, you guys. Thank you for showing up as everyday peacemakers. Make it a great week. Enjoy yourself. Create for you. See you next week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life. 
part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.